Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Greetings and welcome to the Only One Mike Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Gerard. And I've been out for a while due to some technical issues uh, with the computer and all. And now I'm back online and ready to rock. Since we last spoke, there's been a lot of changes going on. We have a new president-elect, Joseph Biden. We also still have Trump refusing to concede. And the uh, coronavirus is still raging out of control as numbers are going up around just about every major city in the United States of America. So just asking you all to be careful out there, be prayerful out there. Now, I won't bombard you with those particular stories because, you know, they're all over the news. So you can get your information about that from people a little bit more qualified than myself. But what I wanted to talk about was a story that came out of the Philadelphia Inquirer, and it's in regards to Colin Kaepernick. And Cap is, you know, calling for the immediate release of Mamiya Abu-Jamal. And this was done by way of a um, video that was sent over to a uh, conference that was being held by supporters of Mamiya. And in that video, Cap said that Mamiya was framed for the killing of Officer David Faulkner by a racist police department. Cap also said that we're in the midst of a movement that says Black Lives Matter and that if that's truly the case, then it means that Mamiya's life and legacy must matter as well. So at the end of that, Cap again urged everyone to free Mamiya. Also in attendance in this meeting was Pam Africa, the leader of the International Concerned Family and Friends of Mamiya Abu-Jamal, and Joanna Fernandez, a MOVE member and an associate professor of history at Baruch College in New York and a member of the campaign to bring Mumia home and others. Pam Africa has called uh, Mumia's conviction a case of judicial, prosecutorial, and police misconduct. And she is urging Mumia supporters to demand that the district attorney of the city of Philadelphia, Larry Krasner, help exonerate Mumia like he did for others who were wrongly convicted of murder. Krasner's spokeswoman said that she would not reply to secondhand comments made by others. Officer Faulkner's widow, who is now remarried, and her husband, Paul Pavlik, said that they were more than happy to talk to Mr. Kaepernick about the facts of the case and to ease his concerns. It's the same thing they've been doing for 40 years, Pavlik said, of the allegations of misconduct by Abu Jamal supporters. Lies rehash the same stuff. The appeal gates courts throughout the years have upheld Abu Jamal's conviction. And in 2011, the then district attorney, Seth Williams, announced that prosecutors would no longer fight Abu Jamal's attempt to overturn his death sentence and agreed to a life prison term. Abu Jamal's case is currently before the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which in February agreed to take up a petition filed last year by Marine Faulkner to determine whether Krasner's office has a conflict and its continued handling of appeals by Abu Jamal. She is asking for the court to direct the state attorney general's office to handle the appeals instead. Now, my question is on this one, and I mean, the Abu Jamal case. In fact, let me backtrack because there might be a few people who might not know exactly what happened. 
Now, Mamiya, amongst a lot of different things, I think he was like a reporter, a Black Panther member, and he was a cab driver as well in Philadelphia. And this whole situation resulted from Mamiya, who was driving a cab at the time. He saw his brother, William Cook, getting into a confrontation, altercation, whatever have you, with um, Officer Faulkner over a traffic violation. And once he intervened, you know, whatever ensued, ensued. And it, it resulted in the death of, the shooting death of Officer Faulkner. And so Mumia has been pretty much fighting this, you know, appeal here, this this case for for decades. And, you know, to have Kaepernick actually kind of step in, I mean, it, listen, it, Cap's heart is in the right place with a lot of this stuff. And I really support the brother in terms of just taking a stand. We got to, you know, not forget that when Cap took that knee years ago, I mean, I guess it was a couple of years ago now. The things that he was taking that knee for actually came to pass, man. I personally think the NFL owed him a public apology for, um, you know, troubling his career and all. Um, I mean, giving him his settlement was it is what it is. But I think a public apology was more necessary to show that Cap was right after all of these years, all this time. You know, we all knew what was going on. And I commend him for actually constantly taking up these causes you know these are causes that uh, a man of if i can say the term stature didn't have to take up you know he could have just continued to play football and kept his head in the sand like most people wanted him to do but it's this is just another example of the integrity of the man and i mean with everything that's going on right now it kind of overshadows these stories i mean i'm quite sure some outlets have picked it up but I think it's something that's worth looking into because a lot of people have been trying to get this conviction ter- overturned for years. For years. I mean, there are people who have come and gone since Mamiya's conviction was even looked at. So I urge you to actually go in and look at this story of Mamiya Abu Jamal. Look at the history of it. Dig deeper into the case and make your own decisions on it. Uh, me personally, I think it's good that Cap takes up these causes and, you know, that he continues to do it on such a wider scale. Because, you know, even if even when I mentioned the uh, Miss Fernandez being a part of Move, Move was a big organization in Philly back, I believe, in the 70s. And that's a whole history behind that. It's actually an interesting documentary that you can check out. It might be on YouTube about the whole, you know, move organization and what was going on out there in Philadelphia and Frank Rizzo literally bombing a city block, literally bombing a city block to get rid of the move organization. And, um, I mean, the, the, the guy, he, he killed a lot of people with that. And there was a lot of people who were locked up behind it. Um, a lot of people who remained in prison for a very long time behind that situation but it's worth looking into and again these are causes that these guys don't have to take up you know and we have a lot of people who actually have platforms and have you know more range than cap in terms of who they can reach 
Not to say that Cap is not influential in what he's doing and he's not reaching anybody because that he definitely is doing. But, you know, I think that there are more people out here who could do a lot more. They could do a lot more for these organizations. And, you know, Mamiya is just one case out of several of men and women who are locked up, you know, and they're locked up unjustly. And they're doing like years, death, death penalties. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not, not to say, well, given the death penalty in some cases. And on death row is what I was looking for, the term I was looking for. Um, and more people should just look into it. I know I've, I've said that several times, but it can't be stressed enough. But that was, a, you know, it's an interesting story. But I also wanted to take the time here to kind of just talk about everything that's going on in terms of how people are handling this whole pandemic situation. You know, I said I didn't want to get too in-depth in it in the beginning about, you know, um, coronavirus death numbers and things of that nature, because if you let it, after a while, it becomes very taxing on you as a person, as an individual. So it's it's good to be informed about it. And this is pretty much the extent of what I wanted to talk about. You know, you hear a lot of people who say they suffer from depression and anxiety from the situations that's going on, whether it's in the White House, whether it's dealing with the pandemic, uh, racism, things. And I just urge everybody, just take a minute to pump the brakes. Some days you're going to have to turn the news off. You know, some days you're going to have to kind of relax your mind from these things. Some days you're just going to have to maybe just, you know, um, divert your attention to something that's a little less important, you know, and then you focus on the things that are important, like your family, you know, getting in tune with your spirituality and, you know, you need that these days, you know, being prayerful about the things that's going on around you, because this is not going to be the first and last that we see these situations. Some will be worse on other scales or worse, worse than other things, I should say, all on different scales. But we got to take a minute to breathe sometime. And when we watch the news and we see these scary numbers and they pop up, you know, we focus in a lot on death and a lot on sickness. And we have to learn how to celebrate life. You have to learn to celebrate the moments of health that you have, the moments of peace that you have, you know, the moments that you spend with your family, just to hear the voices of your loved ones. You know, of course, you know, people will tell you, well, you can't go out here and you can't hug your loved ones and you can't have Thanksgiving. Every day is Thanksgiving. Every day should be Thanksgiving. But, you know, that you can't go out here and you can't be around your loved ones. You can't do it. When you hear these things on the news constantly, it's, it's, is scary and it kind of puts you in a bad space. But sometimes just hearing a voice of someone you love can be just as warm and comforting as a hug. And we have to take these things in consideration. So I urge everyone just kind of dial back a little bit. Don't take your foot off the gas because I mean, if the minute we do that, we're back in the same situations. I never tell you to get 
lackadaisical in terms of your health, but in terms of your mental health and the mental space that you're in, take a minute to just divert your attention to some other things. This is why I brought you the Kaepernick story today. I mean, because I can get on here and a lot has happened since the last that I've been on the microphone that I could talk about. You know, I can get back in Trump business. I can get back to things Biden said. I can get back to coronavirus stuff. I can get back to, you know, which I did did not do yet was my online learning episode. I kind of everything kind of went left when I was getting ready to do it. But I'm here today to just let you know that I'm going to bring you a story that's different was my mentality when I got on the microphone today. Something that you can possibly look into aside from this or for that or anything that's going to keep you in a funk or put you in a bad headspace. And that's what it's about right now. It's about, you know, keeping a good headspace. Because at the end of the day, folks, you can't do any of those things if your mind is not right. If your mind is not right. Of course, you know, we want to all take these masks off and, you know, go different places, see different people, do different things. But we have to be cautious of the fact that just because you feel good doesn't mean that you're not carrying anything with you. And if you truly love your loved ones, you got to be cautious of the fact that if I'm running around all these different places and then I want to go hug grandma or go hug your kids or anything like that, you never know what you're passing on to them. You know, so I would just say again, you know, just be thankful for the moments that you have together. Be thankful for your safety and your security, because a lot of people don't have that. You know, thank God that you're blessed with that. And that, you know. That you can still hear your your people's voice. You know, because there's a lot of people who want to talk to mother and father, brother, sister, kids, even and they can't. So though you may not be there to physically hug anyone or to be around anyone, or so the media will tell you that, not to say that, you know, discarding anything that they say in that regard. You just got to be cautious on what you're doing. But still, now's the time, you know, pick up the phone, check on grandma, pick up the phone, check on dad, check on mom, you know, Hear their voice. Take a moment to breathe is what I'm trying to get at. So with that being said, um, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time because I appreciate the time that you spent listening to this little show of mine. And as always, I ask you to please check out the Only One Mike podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Apple and Google Podcasts or any platform that you choose to stream your podcast on. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook under Carl Gerard and on Twitter on at the on Twitter at the only one Mike P1. That's the T H E only O N L Y O N E M I C P one. There you can drop your comments or send your show requests and I will take a look at it and respond to you. And in closing, I like to say, speak your truth quietly and clearly and listen to others, even the dull and the ignorant, because they, too, have their story to tell. 
one last note uh, again going back to the Kaepernick story I encourage you please to look deeper into this um, check out that move documentary or type in move in YouTube they should be able to give you some type of a documentary on the move the move movement if I can say that and also on the Mamiya case because you know if you're of a certain age and you're listening to this podcast you may not have heard about the Abu Jamal Mumia Abu Jamal case so uh, please just I urge you go ahead and do your research on that as well and drop your comments in any of these platforms and I will look at them so until next time this is Carl Gerard with the only one mic podcast please stay healthy stay prayerful love one another peace